my name is Jamal McKinney, or you can just call me Juice because that is my nickname. Today, I am going over the top five young quarterbacks that I believe have a breakout season. Now, this list is is just basically based on if I were to bet money in what order do I think these quarterbacks are going to be in as far as their like of the, the likelihood that they will have a, a season in which they burst onto the scene and put up godly numbers. Okay, so I'm just going to put up the list on your screen right now. Number five, I have Daniel Jones. Number four, I have Josh Allen. Number three, I have Baker Mayfield. Number two, Kyler Murray. And number one, Drew Locke. Now I'm just going to kind of go over all the quarterbacks that I have on this list. I didn't include Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins has potential, but... I think this is more of a growing year for him. You know, he's got to establish himself. Sam Darnold, I'm not sold. I don't think he has a lot of support around him. And Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott, they kind of already burst onto the scene. So, you know, I can't really put them on this list. And they're heading into their fifth season. So, out of all the young quarterbacks, I believe these five quarterbacks right here are the quarterbacks that you should bet your money on to potentially break out this season. And this is the order. So let's start at the top. I've been talking about Drew Locke a lot as of late. I know that. But as far as all the quarterbacks on this list, as far as what they have to work with on offense, you can make the argument that Drew Locke has the best supporting cast on offense out of all five of these quarterbacks. You know, I really do firmly believe that. And listen, Denver, they were a seven-win team last year. And half of their games, Joe Flacco started. And Joe Flacco deserves our respect. He's won a Super Bowl in the past. But ever since that Super Bowl, he's been doo-doo. He's not been a good quarterback. So, look, a team that basically had Joe Flacco starting half their games somehow found a way to win seven games last season. That's actually more than the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland, you can make the argument, last year was a much more talented team than Denver. That says something. Listen, Drew Locke is going to ball out this year. I really do firmly believe that. I know he's I know he's only in a, only in his second season, but we've seen Carson Wentz be an MVP candidate in a second season. We've seen Patrick Mahomes win an MVP in a second season. Lamar Jackson, he just won MVP. He was in his second season. When you look at Corlin Sutton, he's a top 10 wide receiver in all football. They added Jerry Judy, the best route runner in the draft. In my eyes, a lot of people felt he was the best wide receiver in the draft. They got him with the 15th overall pick, KJ Hamler. He was on the he was one of the fastest players in the draft. Noah Fant was a very good, you know, rookie tight end for them last year. He has the speed, and now you add Albert O as well, who was probably the fastest tight end in the draft. Not to mention you add Melvin Gordon to a backfield that already had Philip Lindsley. And also, they improved the offensive line. That's something that they need to address. Graham Glasgow is going to help improve the offensive line. Jawan James comes back from injury. Not to mention, he has Pat Shermer as his offensive coordinator. I know that Pat Shermer's not a great head coach, but you saw what he did for Daniel Jones last season. Daniel Jones put up a lot of numbers, you know, with Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer allowed Case Keenum to have his best season when he was with the Vikings. So I believe Drew Locke is definitely your best bet as far as quarterbacks that are young to break out the season. Up next, I think that Kyler Murray has to be your guy. I just think Kyler Murray is a special quarterback. He just has those traits that you just can't teach. The arm talent, the accuracy, the, the ability to move on the run, his ability to run the football, his dynamic playmaking ability. And now you give Kyler Murray a top three wide receiver in all football, and his name is DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, DeAndre Hopkins is a perfect fit because – 
I always felt that Christian Kirk was good, but not number one. Andy Isabella, he kind of struggled this year. I think that he's going to bounce back this year in his second year with the system. You know, he's got the speed, but not number one. Larry Fitzgerald is very reliable, but he's getting old. He's out of his prime. So now you give Kyler Murray that special go-to wide receiver that he can just throw the ball up to on third and 10, third and long, and watch Kyler Murray take off. He won rookie of the year last year. I think that Arizona is going to be one of the top 10 offenses this year. Kenyon Drake had a very good year at the running back position last season. They improved the offensive line by adding Josh Jones in the third round. And listen, I think that Arizona is one of the more dark horse teams in the NFL. I think that Kyler Murray has a chance to win around seven to nine games this year. I really do firmly believe that. I think that Kyler Murray is going to take the, a big step this year. And let's also not forget, Kyler Murray you know, he played very well last season. And let's not forget, he only played really one full season of college football that was meaningful. At Oklahoma, you know, he was a full-time starter for only one season. So Kyler Murray really still doesn't really know what, what the heck he's doing, okay? Imagine when Kyler Murray gets even more experienced. Imagine what he's going to be able to do, you know, watching film this offseason. I also think that due to the fact that Kyler Murray is not going to have to learn a new system this year in a in a season in which we're dealing with a pandemic, I think that's key because a lot of you know teams I think are going to struggle that have new coaching staffs that to install new offenses. So that's a plus. Baker Mayfield for me is up next at number three. I've kind of given the Browns no longer the benefit of the doubt simply because I believed in them this past year and they let me down. The Browns had a disastrous season this past year. I expected them to make the playoffs. They did not. But I would be lying to you if I didn't admit that Baker Mayfield has one of the best supporting cast in the NFL. You know, Austin Hooper comes in this year. They added him in for agency. He's going to be added to a running back, a, a tight end group with David Njoku. That's one of the best tight end groups in all of football. And Kevin Stefanski, their brand new head coach, loves to run two tight end sets. So that's going to be very beneficial to Baker Mayfield. They're going to get the ball in his hands very quickly. They've improved the offensive line with Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, who to me was the best offensive lineman in the 2020 NFL draft. Now you've got two legit tackles. They're going to be able to. To protect Baker Mayfield, last year the Cleveland Browns offensive line was not very good. That was a weakness on their team, so they addressed that. Not to mention he's got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as his running backs. And I didn't even get to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the five most talented wide receivers in all of football. Jarvis Landry had a great season for the Browns last year. And listen. I think that Kevin Stefanski is going to get the best out of Baker Mayfield. Kirk Cousins had a career year this past year with Kevin Stefanski as his offensive coordinator. Now, I don't want to go all out on the limb and say Baker Mayfield is going to have this amazing season quite yet. That's why I have him at number three, simply because I don't quite know if Cleveland's a playoff team. I think they are. If I were to bet money today, they probably would make the playoffs. But at the same time, I think that, I think that Cleveland is going to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's what Kevin Stefanski likes to do. He likes to run the ball a lot. So I don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to put up a ton of touchdowns, but I think he'll be efficient. He'll be a lot better in his third season. And I like what Baker Mayfield has to work with. Okay, up next, Josh Allen at number four. I'm not quite sold on Josh Allen as of right now, but at the same time, I think that Josh Allen has a very good team at his disposal, and I think the Buffalo is going to actually win around 11 or 12 games this year. I think they're at least a 10-win team, and Josh Allen 
improved tremendously this past year when you put in comparison what he looked like his rookie season. You know, this past year, his completion percentage went up 6%. His pass rating, you know, went up nearly 20 points. And now he has a legit number one option on his team is Stephon Diggs. Maybe not legit number one option, but at least a viable number one option. Stephon Diggs is one of the 10 to 15 best wide receivers in all football. He's an excellent deep threat. He fits their offense. John Brown and Cole Beasley over-delivered this past season for the Bills. Now they're going to be your second and third options. That's going to open up the entire playbook for the Bills. Dawson Knox is a pretty solid tight end. He's got Devin Singletary in the backfield along with Zach Moss who they drafted out of Utah, who's a very good running back with the ball in his hands. And look, Josh Allen has a lot of talent. He has the big-time arm. He's got some, you know, athleticism to his game. And I think that Josh Allen's going to have a pretty solid year. I think that – I don't I don't think that Josh Allen is going to throw for 30 touchdown passes this year. I don't think his counting stats will be all that great simply because Buffalo likes to run the football – a lot. They're more of a defensive-oriented team. Listen, Josh Allen still has a lot of things that he needs to work on, but I think he has a very good team. I will not be shocked if Josh Allen has a breakout season. And last but not least, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to be last on this list simply because he has the worst supporting cast out of all these quarterbacks. Out of all the quarterbacks, he's got the most things that he has to overcome. He's got a rookie head coach in Joe Judge that I am not sure can coach. I don't, I'm not sold on Joe Judge as of right now. I'm not going to write him off simply because I don't know what Joe Judge is. You know, we have not seen him coach yet. I'm going to give him the benefit for the doubt and say, okay, let's just see what we have with Joe Judge. Let's not go out here and say he's going to be a terrible head coach because we just haven't seen him coach yet. But at the same time, I have my, my questions about Joe Judge. I did not think he was the right hire for the Giants. Jason Garrett, at first I liked the Jason Garrett hire, but I didn't love his play calling in Dallas and what makes me think that he's going to be this great play caller with the Giants. So I'm not quite sold on Daniel Jones' coaching staff, but Daniel Jones, despite his bad coaching last year for Pat Shermer, I know Pat Shermer's a good offensive mind, but he's not a good head coach. Daniel Jones threw 24 touchdown passes to only 12 interceptions, and that was with Saquon Barkley hurt most of the season, Evan Ingram missed games, Golden Tate missed games, not to mention he had a bad defense to work with, his offensive line was very shaky last year, and Daniel Jones continued to put up numbers, he was the bright spot for the New York Giants this past season, and listen, Daniel Jones put up 24 touchdown passes in only 12 games played. If you prorate his stats, he actually is going to break Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown pass record from this past season. Now, he does need to clean up his fumbling issues, but Daniel Jones has some promise. I have to admit that. And I could see Daniel Jones being on a bad team this year because I think that the New York Giants actually have the fourth worst roster in their own division after Washington added those great players on defense this offseason, and Dallas and Philadelphia are just better flat out. But... Daniel Jones has some decent options at his disposal. Evan Ingram is one of the most dynamic weapons in all football with the ball in his hands at the tight end position. Darius Slayton showed a lot of promise as a rookie. Saquon Barkley is a, is arguably one of the three best running backs in all football. Some people think that he's the best running back in football. I think that he and Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott can bow it out for that title. But either way, Dale, when Dale Jones' supporting cast is healthy, it's a pretty solid group. Not to mention you improved the offensive line by adding Andrew Thomas this year, you know, in the draft. So Dale Jones has some stuff that I like. I think that he has potential. But I don't I won't bet on Daniel Jones to have the, the best breakout season simply because I don't know 
if his coaching staff is going to get the most out of him. And he's got a new coaching staff, like I said. And I just think that out of all four, out of all five of these quarterbacks, he's got the least to work with. So I would not bet on Daniel Jones to have a breakout season, but among all the young quarterbacks, he at least has to be on this list. So there you have it right there. Those are the five quarterbacks I think are going to potentially break out this year. If I were to bet money, Drew Locke is the best bet to break out. Number two is Kyler Murray. Number three, Baker Mayfield. Number four, Josh Allen. And number five, Daniel Jones.